Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Howard Q hanging out with Double E, Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Player. Hey, it's your girl Shayna J with SJ Entertainment here to fulfill all of your entertainment needs. And I'm with my girl Ina Esco with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, hey, it's Ina Esco, and welcome to the Verbally Effective Podcast. This is the podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis flair. Before we get into our next guest for the show, I want to remind all of you that we're having Podbox 6 next Saturday at Cossett Library. That is 33 South Front Street. You guys know I'm the innovator in residence over there. We're having this event for the sixth time to focus on networking and sharing best practices for all of you Mid-South podcasters out there. I look forward to seeing you at Podbox 6, but let's get right into it because we have Mr. Music Teacher Chronicle in the building with me he is a musician he is a music teacher he is a member of the barcase i am talking about mr daryl sanford how are you i am wonderful come on in this house welcome we welcome to the verbally effective podcast we are in here. good to see you good to see Can't you hope. too good i think the last time i saw you was at pink noir's event where you were playing mm-hmm. the keys mm-hmm Yes, but guess what? I see you all the time on Instagram <laughs> talking about them kids talking about the and kids. showcasing their talent, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get all into that today okay. because I know you got a lot of stories. Oh, Lord, too many. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl, what part of Memphis are you from? I am actually from all over. I, I stayed in East Memphis. I stayed in um, um, like off of Lamar for a little while. I've just I've just been from all over. All, all over. over. Where Memphis. were you born? I was born... Uh, in Memphis, look. <laughs> I was born at Baptist. I was born at Baptist. I don't even remember what hospital I was at. Really? I, I really don't, because I think the story was told that when I was born, uh, they didn't even know if I was going to like survive or something. Really? Yeah. Why is I that? Gonna, I guess something with my breathing or something. Okay. Something was going on. Look like you made it through, though. I, uh, I did. And I made a little while on in there. Yeah. I, I did. I did. <laughs> but uh, but L- yeah. Let's I, talk about your upbringing because it sounds like you moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. So tell me about that. Well, I mean, I I uh, stayed in Jackson, Mississippi for a little while okay. with my with my uh, grandparents with my mom. And uh, we moved back to Memphis. I went to Grandwood Elementary School off of mm-hmm. summer, so we stayed off summer for a little while, and and then we moved out east, like off of uh, Mendenhall, and that's that's uh, we were there for a long time, and we just we just moved around a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. and I know that you started music at a very young age. Tell yes, me about I that. I came out the womb playing playing drums. I I was two years old. My dad and my mom they say I used to play on the couch with pencils and. Mm-hmm. Played on pots and pans and played out. Drums was my first love. It made the most noise, of course. All mm-hmm. all children love drums at first. Yes, yes. So, they want to make that noise. They want to make the noise. That's, that's <laughs> what it is. Banging on pots and pans. That's what we did. 
Yes, it looked like you stuck with it too. I did. I stuck with it until I got around. Uh, I got around eight years old because my mom played piano. Okay. So she had a piano in the front room, and I would always be playing on the piano, <laughs> listening by ear to the radio. So she was like, you know what? Let me. You think of it. She would ask me. She was like, you want to play piano? I was like, no, not really. But I'm still sitting on there playing, you know. And she gave me my first piano lesson. I was at Grandwood. My first piano lesson. I was eight years old. Wow. With Miss with Miss Barnabas, I remember her. She taught me that whole that first year, mm-hmm. had my first recital, all of that, and then second year I didn't want to do it anymore. I was bored. I said you was no, bored I'm, with I'm, it. I said no, I'm good. I'm good. Let me just stick with the drums. <laughs> okay, you stuck with the drums. Stick with the drums. But then she, I went to Colonial in seventh grade, and that was when I met Miss Katie Johnson. She Katie was Johnson, piano teacher. She was so fine too. She, she was, was fine. fine. She was fine. Oh, that's why you stuck with yeah, it. Yeah, I said, you know what? We can we can we can, we can deal with this a little. Uh, seventh grade <laughs> some inspiration yeah yeah she inspired me a little bit play play a little bit and mm-hmm. uh and actually took off from there that's that's when i really started playing a little bit more hooked up with my friends calvin barnes who was an amazing Shout keyboard calvin player barnes. calvin barnes is my guy my other guy fred edwards mm-hmm. we all went to the same church okay so that's that's what kind of gave me that love okay you know i can play a little bit you know mm-hmm. and Started playing for my first church when I was 15, and, and it just went from there. Wow. Now, mm-hmm. I noticed you said that you kind of were playing by ear mm-hmm. when you were with your mom. Is, is that something that someone just gets a knack, knack for doing, or is it just repeatedly? How does that work? Uh, it's 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 It can be like more of a, a, a gift. Like some people can hear a song and, and just automatically just start playing it. You know, that's, that, that, that's, that's a, gift. It's yes. a gift. It's a gift from God, so. Wow. So it's sometimes it can be a hindrance, especially when you're trying to learn how to read music. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're so used to playing by ear, and you can play fluently, but then when somebody puts sheet music in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, you like playing Mary Had a Little Lamb, you know, trying to trying to read the notes and play at the same time. Oh, wow. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so that's good. That fine teacher, hey, got you together and... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, what mm-hmm. high school did you go to? I went. I actually went to homeschool. Okay. I went through. I went through Gateway Christian School. I went through Gateway, and it was a homeschool. I went there eleventh and twelfth grade year. Gotcha. And that's where I graduated. And what happened after high school? After high school, I went down to Oakwood. Uh, it was Oakwood College at the time, down in Huntsville, Alabama. How was that? Uh, it was. I was away from home. Okay. So you you had I you was, had fun. I was, I was good. <laughs> I was I was good. Had my own apartment, all of that stuff. Uh-huh. And in my music classes, I did great. But everything else, I did dynamic and fantastic. You know, wow. These and this, I wasn't really in no college. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the overall experience was great. I mean, that's the same school where Take Six and Brian McKnight and all oh, of them, really? all of them came through that school. So it was a big musical school. So you focused on the music, but yeah, I love music. Everything like... else, I was like, oh, I ain't studying no math. Oh give wow, me, give, give me music. Yeah, mm. that's where I was. And you were in Alabama. Alabama. How was Alabama like you getting there, coming out of Memphis? Uh, Well, the good thing was I was around a lot of my friends that were from Memphis. And I met a lot of other people down there who I'm still cool with today. So that made it an easy transition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did you come right back to Memphis? I did. I stayed like two years and, and came on back home. I was like, I'm good on that. Mm-hmm. Let me go on, get back with my folks. Got back with your folks, so mm-hmm. the music continued for mm-hmm. you. So tell me about that. Uh, the music continued. I came back home to Memphis. Um, I I went to Southwest for a little while, mm-hmm. 
And uh, that's when I really started getting into the community choir scene. My first choir I played for was Josh Brace and Power Anointed. Shout out to Josh Bracey, who is still one of my favorite choirs to this day. I started playing with him and, and met Pam Armour in a Memphis shop, played for her for a few times. And and uh, so that's what I did, really started on the choir scene. And then around 2005, 2004, 2005, that's when I started breaking into the secular music, doing jazz and Breaking R&B. into the secular music. Yeah, breaking into that. Was and that a big transition for you? Somewhat, You yes. were deeply rooted in the church. I was deeply rooted in the church. So my first, you know, the jazz thing was it was an easy because I've always had a jazz aspect to my plan mm-hmm. so the jazz band that was like a real easy transition to do that because the, the the jazz band I was with was called quest so it was more of like a almost like a Christian type jazz band you know but stepping into the R&B scene though that was that was did a, you like it? I loved it that was yes. a whole nother situation I, I my first gigs was down at Cafe Soul on Main Street down mm-hmm. down there that used to be the spot and that was when I met like Will Graves and yes. Carmen Hicks and 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 all of us when I got connected with all of them and yes. it was just I was I was good after that isn't that amazing they're still out here performing mm-hmm. and doing their I thing I just played with Carmen a couple of weeks ago yes <laughs> You know, Memphis mm-hmm. music scene is very tight-knit. It is. It is. Very tight-knit. And you guys, you know, have such great chemistry. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's just good vibes. It's great vibes. It's great. You can, I mean, you can go anywhere and you can throw a rock and probably form a band out of a Walmart. Yes. And and, and, sma- and smash yes. anywhere. You could. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, you know, for those that are listening to the Verbally Effective podcast right now, um, I don't know if they know that your dad is Otis Sanford, legendary Otis the Sanford. The legend, the legend Otis. I am Otis Sanford, and this is my <laughs> point of view. <laughs> I said, you better give your point of view then, sir. We've all seen him on the news. We've all hung on to, you know, his takes on different topics. Mm-hmm. How was it growing up with your dad being uh, Otis Sanford? Was, you know what? He, <laughs> he, was, he was always dad to me. Mm-hmm. He was always dad to me. I, I never, like, looked at him. I, it wasn't until I got older when I realized, like, oh, okay, this this man is really the man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. It was like, I think the first time I, I remember the first time I saw him on TV, and, you know, he, of course, he had told me, he was like, yeah, because they moved, um, he and my stepmom, they moved back from, I don't call her stepmom, I call her Mama Sanford. They moved from Pittsburgh. He was in Pittsburgh for a while. Mm-hmm. That's why I became a Steeler fan. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cowboys, 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 Cowboys in the building. Well, it was nice seeing y'all. We, this <laughs> podcast is over. You know, it's either Cowboys still up nine Every, times out of ten. Everywhere. But bro. I'll let you live. <laughs> You're going to let me live. I'm going to let you live. I appreciate it. I like my life. Uh, but, yeah, he, I saw him on TV for the first time. I was at work. I was working a customer service job, mm-hmm. and I walked through the little uh, cafeteria, and I saw him on TV. I was like, wow, like, that's my dad on TV. Yeah. And he just, I mean, for him to be a black man and be able to get on TV and just talk about whatever he want to talk about. Yes. Because, you know, a lot of uh, news stations, they have, you know, producers who they they stay real tight Mm -hmm. on their production. Mm -hmm. But Otis, Mr. Sanford, going to get on there and say his thoughts. And we love it. He say what he want to say. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, too, for a city like Memphis that needs to hear that commentary. Mm And guess what? You giving commentary just like your daddy. I mean, I'm giving my point of view. Now, daddy, huh? Where you at? Uh-huh. 
And I see that you guys look uh, very close. Uh, just looking at your social media, you guys, I ain't got. Oh, yeah, that's my best friend. That's my guy. That's, yes, that's my guy. Yes. So I was like, hey, y'all really need to do that morning show or a podcast. We do. You know what? And I was joking because because uh, you know he and I we used to always eat it. CKs off of Poplar like once a month. I saw that. And I used to eat it over man, there too now back in the day when I used to go to Lamont. Come on with the steak and the eggs and the hash brown. I already know my order by heart. Yes, I miss CKs. So I was just I was just joking because I always do like Facebook lives and stuff with my with my friends and stuff. You know, we always call it like a Daryl and Garthel Wade show, you know, or uh, Bud and Peanut show with my boy Peanut play drums. So I was like, you know what? I was messing with him. I said, y'all, we gonna y'all gonna mess around and catch a Sanford and Son, mm-hmm. you know, show. That'd be cute. And I'm talking about, I had so many people. They was like, oh, y'all need to do that. Y'all, y'all, yes. y'all need to do that. So I don't know, Daddy. <laughs> Come uh, on, Dad. You got the fun, so we gonna see. <laughs> What the Lord gonna hey, do. let me tell you something. The the barrier of entry into podcasting is slow. I think mm-hmm. y'all just jump right in. Like I today, y'all can do an episode. Oh, today, I'm gonna I'm call them in mm-hmm. <laughs> for the holiday weekend. For the holiday <laughs> weekend, that is. Now, look, Daryl, we are going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we are going to get into the business of music. Come on, let's talk about it. We're gonna talk about some Esco's pop talk, some current events that are going on. Okay. And a feature called A Main. Say Main. Say Main. Ain't it Main? Ain't it Main? Ain't it Main? Hey guys, we'll be right back here on Verbally Effective with our guest for today, a music teacher and musician, Daryl Sanford. Yes. Hey guys, it's Cena Esco. Welcome back to the Verbally Effective Podcast. I have my guest, Mr. Daryl Sanford, music teacher, musician, Barcase member. Come on. How did you get into the Barcase? Well, you know what? That's actually a funny story. Um, Chris J, who was a lead singer. Mm-hmm. I know Chris. Chris and I used to play for a party band back in the day, and we did a lot of like gigs and stuff together. And he actually called me. This was after. Uh, Bubba, the uh, the original, well, he wasn't original, but he was like the guy that I filled, you know, his spot. He passed away. And so Chris called me. He was like, hey, man, he said, you know, um, we kind of got an opening here in the parquets, man. You want to just come through a rehearsal or whatever? And I was like, you know, okay. I said, All right, I'll come by there. So I met with him <laughs> and James, and I told him, I was like, man, I'm being honest with you. I said, I really don't know much about the Barcades. I said, I know like a couple of songs just because a few singers around Memphis sing some of your songs. I said, and you're my dad's favorite group. That's the only thing I know about y'all. You know, I said, do people really be on y'all like that? Mm-hmm. Like people be on the Barcades like that? And they, yeah. <laughs> and they was like, oh, you just, just wait and see. Just wait and see. And I'm talking about it's just been an amazing ride. It's been two, I've been with them two years now. And it's just been an amazing ride. They've made me Sweet. like the assistant music director now. And oh wow! All of that, yeah. Look it's, how it's, far you've come along. Mm-hmm. I just, I just play my little part and 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 um, bringing my, you know, more musical flavor to the band and everything. And just we keep the essence of the funk, but just trying to make it more for today, you know, and just trying to bring more fans into it. So. It's been an amazing ride. Now, you guys uh, performed at Bill Street Music Festival, didn't you? We did. How we was that experience? Up, uh, we opened up for Earth, Wind, and Fire. And, oh. And I'm talking about we 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 gave it to them. Mm-hmm. We, we gave it to them. A lot of people, they really, I think that's what 
kind of opening people's eyes to the barcades because you know they already knew who we were. But they were like, no, wait a minute now. These these barcades, this group here, you know, mm-hmm. they, they something Because it's evolved. It's evolved. It really has. I mean, you've got Chris J as lead singer. Mm-hmm. You've got Devin Crutcher in the band now. I didn't know Devin was Devin in the band. Devin is a part of the barcades now. Devin Crutcher. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Oh, wow. It's, 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 Are it's in Are any original members still in the band? James is still the original member. Okay. He's the founder. He's still in the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, you still got Ezra Williams, who's been with the band for over 20 some years, Angelo Earl, who plays, because uh, Ezra is actually the, the music director. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Angelo Earl, who's been with the band. He plays lead guitar. He's been with them for a thousand years. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Bo Day, Robert Day. He's been with the band for millions of years, too. They've, so they've, they're the, they're the, you know, the statesmen. Wow. Yes. Of the Barcades, yes. Yes, we love to see and hear the Barcades whenever they perform. And and one thing I heard you mention is not only do you play for them, but you said you became the music director. Assistant, mm-hmm. And how did that evolve? Like, uh, what does that consist of? I mean, I just I just help, like, with concepts, like transitions in songs and, and just, you know, just helping Easy, you know, easy Rock and whatever he needs me to do, like, music-wise and, and things, you know. So I'm um, just playing my part. Do you like directing? Uh, it's it's okay. Tell people what to do. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I I mean I would think like you would you would have um, a frame of mind to know what sounds good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you switch things up with arrangements. Oh and yeah, things that's, like that's that. I love doing that. I love mm-hmm. doing it, keeping the essence of the song, but just sprinkling a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. extra extra sauce on it. You know, just yeah, yeah. That's, I know that's, you enjoy that's, that's that. My lane. Uh-huh. Now, you teach music. Tell me about that experience because we often see on your social media, uh, you know, you're going to teach them kids some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to put them on display for oh, us. Tell me about children, your experience Lord, teaching the kids. The children. First, now, what grades you teach? I teach kindergarten through fifth grade. Now, that is a, a exceptional age when I tell range. You, when I tell you. My friend Quentin Cox, who's over this organization called Arts and Us, he put up a post on Instagram uh, about five years ago. He was like, "Any musicians who want some part-time work, you know, uh, you know, come come holler at me. You know, I got some positions at school. You know." I was like, "Okay, you know, I need some extra money, you know, during the day." So I went and met with him, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, man." He said, "No," and this is like before we we had knew of each other, but we never officially met before. He was like, no, I know you are, man. You're Daryl Sanford, man. He said, no, I want you to be like a full-time teacher mm-hmm. at the school. I was like, okay. I said, I've never taught in a school setting now. You know, you don't have to, like, kind of sit with me, you know, mm-hmm. you know, get my feet wet. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be there with you. <laughs> he, he let you get baptized by this the fire. man pulled me up. I, I get to Hanley Elementary School in Orange Mound. Not the Mound. And the Mound, The Mound kids you got you right. I went up in there. He wasn't there. I was like, okay, well, let me go on ahead and see what it's about. I get in there my first day. <laughs> and when I tell you, my third grade class, and we, I, I joke with the girls to this day. Two of my third grade girls, they just bust out to fighting no. on my first day. Oh, they wow. got a little boy in there. His name is Dakarian, and he's still <laughs> one of my little babies. This man here has uh, uh, one arm, a nub, and no legs. They done knocked him over. No. So he's sitting there crawling, Wait. crying. I'm sitting like, And this your first day? On my first day. You I was said, like, what do what I do? What kind of zoo did I join? What is this? <laughs> Wait. 
Okay. And so that was your introduction. That was my introduction to teaching. Interesting. On my first day. And you stayed. And when I tell you, them children, I <laughs> fell in love with those kids. They're 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 something special, you know. And I I kind of look at it as my way of giving back to the community too, you know, for them to be able to see a black man who is actually in his field. You yes. know, a lot of them they follow me on Instagram, so whenever I come back they like, oh, we saw you on tour, and you was here, and you was there. Mm-hmm. So they automatically think I'm rich. Oh, can you buy me some chips? And I'm saying, like, no. <laughs> oh, wow, these kids are something else. But it's, it, it's, it's been amazing. It's, it, it was four years that I've been, because first, my first year got cut short because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But then I went back on that following year, and it's just been, that was when I really gained my footing on that second year of being there. Because we started off virtual, and then we halfway through the year we went back to mm-hmm. the school, and it was it was on from then. I had club music class, the hottest club in elementary school. That's what I call my my music class. Club music. Club music class. Well, why the do hottest you call club it that? Because I would because <laughs> I would teach the children about like <clears throat> about like the beat of the song. I would teach them about tempo. I would teach them about dynamics and songs, mm-hmm. all of that. And this is when we were virtual. And so I would play like New Edition. I'd play Boys to Men. Like I'd play all that type of stuff. I'd even play like some stuff that they like, like the NLE Chopper and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I would be teaching like a second grader and I'd be playing New Edition. And all of a sudden, I see in the camera like all the parents just bust out, oh, that's my jam. Yeah, so I've yeah. got the whole parents <laughs> dancing in the. I'm like, sir, sir, sir. Uh, <laughs> So I started telling them, oh, like, wow. oh, okay, if you come in the camera, that's that you owe me five dollars. This is club music class. I okay. Yeah, you owe me five dollars for oh, being wow. in the class. Parents got engaged too. Parents got engaged. So once we got back into the schools and the parents would actually meet me, they'd be like, Oh man, we love your music class. And so so that's how that's how it's it went. It's not like you figured it out with the kids. I did. Man. I figured it out. I figured now, it out. What do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned from working with the kids? Ooh, patience. Patience, 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 because you never know, you never know what the child is going through, especially, you know, being an orange mound. You never know what those children are going through at home. And a lot of times they bring a lot of their aggression and their, you know, whatever they have going on at home, sometimes they bring it to school. So that's why I tried to do my part to brighten their day, just that little bit of time that they were with me. I wanted to be able to take their minds off of everything that they had going on. So that's why I had children who, who they didn't want to leave my room. They would be hiding under tables. I'd be like, we want to stay with Mr. Sanford all day, you know. So it would be pandemonium when I'm walking down the hall. They'd be like, oh, Mr. Sanford, Mr. Sanford, you know. <laughs> so that's how it went. And you also teach with Stacks as well, right? Yes, I do their, uh, this is my second year of being the keyboard instructor for their summer program. Because mm-hmm. they they do a, a, a concert series at the Levitt Shell every year. So, you know, I'm with the keyboards, and, I mean, just to see the amazing young, I have a, a 16, well, he's 17 now. I scooped him up. He's a bass player. He plays with me in my church now. Wow. Amazing bass player. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Blair. Yeah, I gave you a shout-out. That's $5. Isaiah Blair. Uh, $5. Uh, <laughs> but he's an amazing bass player. They have some amazing talent at Stacks. Yes, I, I hear that all the time, and what's funny is, I saw that, you know, you're teaching them to be on time, having them do the <laughs> push-ups, but then when you showed up late, oh, I, I'm you made an example of yourself. I, hey, hey, if I'm late, I do push-ups, too. Mm-hmm. I do push-ups, too. No, I can't. I can't. You, to be a good leader, you have to follow, too. That's true. So, no, I'm like, if I'm late, let me 
do the push-ups. So and I get it, down and you know what? It seems like you really have a fun uh, teaching style, but disciplined as well. I do. They know yeah. I throw them out. You the, don't play? I, I, look, I'm about to say I throw them out the window, but I can't. <laughs> I can't say it on camera. <laughs> I don't really throw them out the window. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> now, let's jump into Esco's Pop Talk. Come on. Let's talk about it. Now, this is a segment where we're going to hit on some of the current events. And I kind of want to start off with the BET Awards. Have you seen the BET Awards? I saw bits and pieces of it. You saw bits and pieces of it. Well, what I want to talk about is Patti LaBelle's tribute mm. To Tina Turner, mm-hmm. who has passed away. Mm-hmm. Patty got up there and sang, or attempted to sing, mm-hmm. Simply the Best. <laughs> Patty did not know the words. No, she didn't know the words. Patty was like, Y'all, I can't see the teleprompter. Bless her heart. Did you see that part of it? I did. And what are your thoughts? I did. Let's I, talk I, about I, that all, first. All I, can, all I can say is, uh, bless, bless her heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they. I don't want to say it's age or anything like that, but but it might be. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, real deal, it might be, huh? It's so many factors that go on on these shows and stuff, and you know, I guess from from being on the show, there's so many times where you can. It's so many things that can go wrong. on. You can probably have brain fog or something, and you forget the lyrics. You know, it just it's terrible that it happened on a big stage like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of times they do have you know, the words going for the different singers, you know, because that's that's a lot of music to try to... You're already dealing with a lot of your own songs, and sometimes it's hard for you to remember your own songs. Mm. So for you to sing someone else's song, you know, and that you may have probably never sang before, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you're trying to sit up there and read. <laughs> and I was like, why she picked that song, though? Yeah, like, well, let's hear what's love got to do with yeah, it. Now, she you know, something that. more she, she popular. That, I think that was more her style to do yes. something like that. It looked like they did some last minute stuff. They, BT. they did. They, they did. But, you know, that's. that's so you know. have played at a production such as the BET Awards on that level? No, I'm speaking that into existence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's going to happen. Well, I mean, I've done the. The Memphis Music Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. I've done that a few times. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Kirk Clayton. He's the one that gets me on a lot of stuff I do with, with him. So, I mean, I, for, for to be on that mm-hmm. stage, and that's not even like the big, you know, yeah. I can see how it goes. So, to be on a big stage like the BET Awards mm-hmm. and stuff, I can see how you could yeah. get up there and, you know, you trying to, and depending on how far away the screen is and all yeah. of that. Yeah, it could be it could be a monster. So it could I'm be. not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna You gonna give Patty some grace. I'm gonna I'm give her some grace. You know, this Patty LaBelle. That's 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 the legend. We're gonna she, give she, her a little grace. She she, you know, she could have did better, but you know. Do better, Patty. Do better. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. But uh one of the big things that's noticeable about the BET Awards is all of the representation from Memphis. Yes. And you got your Glorillas, you got your money bags from this two times uh Heavy on the rap scene. Yeah, heavy on the rap scene. What you think about that? I mean, it's it's. I mean, Memphis is known for rap, mm-hmm. so I mean to see them on the big stage like that, it was it was it was great to see. It was great to see. Probably the one of the only things that I was question. That's why I really didn't watch that much of it because it was supposed to be a fiftieth anniversary for, for hip hop. Yeah. So to me, it was like they would give the legends like thirty seconds. Yeah. And then turn around and it's like a lot of the new folks, they give them like two or three minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because they were trying to 
cater more to the younger audience or whatever. But I'm like, if you're giving an anniversary, it should be like right. reverse. You know what I'm saying? Let let the legends have their moment. You know? Yeah. You know? And a lot of people were missing from that tribute, and 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 a lot of people were complaining. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Got to satisfy East Coast, West Coast, down South. Yeah. Yeah, you know how they go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever play for rap type performances? Um, I've done some stuff with Ty T before. Shout, Shout out, out to Ty him. T. Ty T is doing his. He's thing. gonna be at the Orpheum soon. Yes, he is. Grab them tickets. Grab yes. them tickets. Yes, Ty T. I can is, see you on keys over there. Ty T is another. Is a, he's he's. He's doing Super his talented. thing. He's doing his thing. I've I've done a few a few rap things. My hey, look, my motto is if you paying, I'm playing. It don't matter what it is. It be bluegrass. If you paying, mm-hmm. I'm playing. If you paying, I'm playing. There you go. And my price is my price. A uh, hello. Hello. Is that something you had to learn over the years? <laughs> I did because you know, burnt I was, a few I was times. Being nice, you know. Oh, you ain't got to. No, mm-mm. no, mm-hmm. pay pay me. Yeah. Pay me. You know, I have a, I have a wife. Yeah. Pay it me. is what it is. It is what. Wow. You heard the man pay him. Okay. Now, we still in Esco's Pop Talk. Uh, Some big news that just broke on yesterday Mm -hmm. is that Derrick Rose, free agent, former Tiger, Memphis Tiger basketball player, Derrick Rose, has signed a two-year deal with the Memphis Grizzlies. You ready Mm -hmm. for D-Rose to come back? I am. I am. I think it's just his overall story. Just, you know, with all the injuries and everything, and for him to still he be able to. He did get a lot of energy. He got injuries, a lot of right. injuries. I mean, mainly because of his style of play. That's that's one thing I'm kind of worried about with Ja Morant, because they kind of have similar styles. Mm-hmm. So he's they so ex- he's so explosive, and, you know, you have to stop on the, at the drop of a hat, you know what I'm saying, that tear your knees up. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to Derrick Rose, you know. So, but I think that, I think it would be good, because they're trying to get more veteran leadership around the Grizzlies, which is what they need. I mean, our our bench, our, our team is so young. So I mean, young. The oldest one is uh, is uh, uh, the guy that looked like uh, Aquaman. <laughs> Aquaman. Yes. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> uh, the Aquaman-looking dude? Yeah. I can't think yeah, of it, but. He, he's, he's, he's and the, he's still injured. I mean, he's still injured, but, I mean, he's, like, one of the oldest guys on there, but he's not really, like, vocal like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they need – that's why I'm yeah. glad they brought in Marcus Smart, which is going to be good. Mm-hmm. What so, is his style, Marcus Smart? He's I'm not very like familiar de- with him. He's defensive. He was defensive player of the year like a couple of years ago. Okay. Steven yeah, Adams. Steve yeah. Adams, uh-huh. a.k.a. Aquaman. Yep. Yep. Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Derrick Rose has had a very, I guess, colorful past with Memphis. So I'm seeing kind of two sides of the coin mm. with welcoming him back. I mm. mean, he's coming back regardless if you want him here or not. Right, right he is. But how he departed from Memphis, the scandal yeah. behind everything. Yeah. And now he's coming back. So a lot of time has passed, so we'll see. It has. I mean, I, you know, like I said, I didn't, I won't put a lot of it on him. I mean, it's on the coach and the people that were around him, you know. But uh, I, I forgive him. Come on, come on home. Come on, back to Memphis. Come on back to Memphis. Well, it's happening because Ja is suspended for how long? 25 games. So what does that equate to? We won't see him until about? Probably like maybe because the season starts in like October, so we probably won't see him until maybe like around December maybe. Oh, well, that ain't that bad. No, ain't that bad. No, 25. I mean, you got like Think about it. They play a lot games. of games. Yeah, they got like three or four games a week. So, okay. no, nah, we'll, yeah, we'll see him real soon. You think Ja learned his lesson yet? He better. Mm-hmm. You better. <laughs> okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, repeat after me, Daryl Sanford. Amen. Amen. Say mine. Say mine. Okay.
Okay, give it to me, East Memphis. You know, <laughs> say, say it one more time. Hey, man, say, man. Hey, man, say, man. All right, man. So this is a moment of transparency between you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, are you familiar with the NPR Tiny Desk series? Yes. So I've really been enjoying them, and I think they really had it popping for Black Music Month, right? They did, they did. Um, I enjoyed Uncle Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Tanks, oh wow, Tanks was really good. Who did mm. Tank sit in for? Was it Uncle Charlie? No, Tank was on there with uh, Babyface. With Babyface. Then, then he turned around and did his own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they just dropped Juveniles. Mm-hmm. And it was so lit. Uh, you know, 99, 2000. That's, that's my little <laughs> era right there. But in a perfect world, what would be a tiny desk that you, as a music director, would put together? Ooh, we yes! Come Ooh. on, music director. What would if, you want to see? What would I want to see on Tiny Desk? Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, off top, I say Barcays. Of course, I mean, yes, that, duh. You know, come on, Barcays. <laughs> I love to see that. I mean, I. I think that see. could happen. I think so too. I think so too. Because we we got you know a lot of a lot of people know who we are. Yes, so legendary. Now, that would be that would be dope. That would. That dope um i mean uh in a perfect world who i would want to see on there i mean i'd love to maybe see anita baker on there i don't know if she's ever done Ooh, one before come on anita controversial baker anita be... baker <laughs> <laughs> kicking my boy off the tour but i still want to see you on tidy desk yeah now, that would be nice i didn't even think about yep, anita. anita Baker to have a tiny desk because mm. i mean her music is timeless it is. Her music is timeless. It is still so to would, this that day. That would be really good. That she gonna really give good. you some diva, baby. She gonna. She is. That's what she gonna do. That and that's just her. Now that's that's you know never mind. I'm about to say now that's that you need closed caption because some, <laughs> some words you be saying I don't know what she'd be saying, but you know it's still some nice music. When though. I was a little girl, my mom used to play the mess out of Anita Baker, and when I was young, I didn't like it because yeah. I felt like she was singing through her nose or something. <laughs> I'm like, mom, yeah. I'm like, mom, could you change it? But as I became an adult, yes. I fell in love. Oh yes, oh yes. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yes. That's I how love it goes. Her music. That's how it goes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I play a lot of that stuff for my kids. They be like, mm-mm. they be like, oh, what, what, what is this? No, mm-hmm. no, mm-mm. They don't like it. Yeah. Because they don't know what she's saying. That's what it is. But I, but then I, I put on some some rap or something. They be like, they know it word for word. I'm like, oh yeah. Now how y'all know what they saying, but you can't tell what she's saying. That's how it go. Mm-hmm. Oh my, oh my. Okay, so okay, hey man, say man, what has been some of your favorite? Tiny Desk performances. Oh, um, right now, Babyface was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirk Franklin's was really good. Yes. Uh, Ty Tribbis was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. They I have. Really I, I want to see. I haven't seen Adam Blackstone's yet. Mm-hmm. I saw I, bits and pieces. I would love to see that because I'm a big fan of his. Yes. Um, Grammy Award winning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I think that's. I think that's. Those those are my favorites so far. Those are your favorites mm-hmm. so far. All right. Well, I like how you answered A Mine, Say Mine. That, mm-hmm. that was a pretty good segment right there. <laughs> now, I know you have been all over this uh world and uh with your music and I know we kinda talked a bit about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. You have been on the Tom Joyner cruises. Mm-hmm. How has that experience been? Because I didn't know they were still having them. Well, the the experience last year. That was my first time doing it, mm-hmm. and I was, I mean, to be able to get on there, and you know, I've always heard about the Tom Joyner Cruise, 
never been on one. So I was finally able to go with the Barcades last year. And I mean to have uh, Usher, Alicia Keys, mm -hmm. LL Cool J, all of them on there. I'm sitting here like, this is unbelievable, mm -hmm. you know. And so this year, I was able to be on there with the Barcades and with Alexander O'Neill, with wow. both of them. And, and I was also able to bring my wife this time. Because my wife has actually never seen me perform with the Barcades. Really? Yeah. So she or, enjoyed or, that. Oh, she was so proud. She was so <laughs> proud. So to be able to do the Barcades and then to play for Alexander O'Neill on there. And I'm talking about I almost had a full moment. I was just like, man, God is so good. I'm mm -hmm. sitting here playing with this legend. And then I look to my right and you got Keith Washington standing over wow. there. You look in front of me, and I got Shantae Moore, and I got Tisha Campbell yes. from Martins in there. I got Sugar Bear and EU doing the butts in over there. And then my brothers from Barcades was standing right there supporting and everything. It was just a beautiful, and a room full of folks with cameras up. It was a beautiful moment, man. I had a full, I was like, man, God is just good. Yes. Mm -hmm. How long was the cruise? Seven days. Seven days. So you on that boat with all of those people. All those people for seven days. You mm -hmm. might wake up in the morning, go get breakfast. Hey, Shantae. Uh, uh, Ralph Tresman, <laughs> uh, Tony Terry, all them, oh, man, all them all them folks. I got to meet all of those people. Fred mm -hmm. Hammond was on there because he did like a, a hood, a, he has a play called Hood Book where he's like kind of retelling the story of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing. Wow. So they were on there and. Charlie Wilson was on there, Yin Yang Twins. That, that boat was lit. It was lit. Where did y'all sail to? We went to uh, uh, Jamaica. We went to Mexico. And it was one other spot we went. Mm. One other spot we went. So you but, going this year? Uh, we'll, well, you know what? I don't think we're going next year because we've already got booked for two other cruises around, I think, around the same time. Okay. And so. are you playing on those cruises? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because mm -hmm. um, I talk to musicians all the time, and they, they are doing the cruises. The cruises are back and popping. Oh, they are. From, they are. from COVID, yeah, you know, a little spell. Yeah, they are. Are they the same? Uh, mm, it depends on the ship that you're on, you know, because, I mean, I, I like the ship last year, but I like the one this year. Is it because of what though? What, uh, what do you like food, better about the food? Were better last year. The food, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but the amenities were better on this one, you know, that we were on this year. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was it was still cool. I told my wife, I said, ain't you know, ain't no sleeping. You take naps because you're gonna miss something. Yes, because there's something going on twenty four seven all the time. Yeah, I've been on a couple of cruises, but it's time to get back on one. Mm -hmm. oh, it's been a minute. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It was, it was good. Okay, I want to get on the good. Times on a cruise, it's, it's, though. It's like that's what it's that's what there. we need to be. It's in there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so Daryl Stanford, what do you think about the Memphis music scene? Uh, the Memphis music scene, there's, there's no other scene like the Memphis music scene. And mm -hmm. I'm not just saying that just because I'm a part of it. It's just the fact that whenever you go somewhere – and you say you're from Memphis, it's just automatic respect. They're like, oh, man, you from Memphis. Oh, I know you cold. You know, this, that's, just, that's just how Memphis, Memphis is. It has that, you know, that respect. Yeah. You know, and I mean, to have, you can go anywhere and hear some amazing music at any night of the week. You know, I mean, from, just shout out to all the musicians, all the, yes. all the singers. I mean, there are so many to name. That's why I'm not going to name any. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't say my name. Right, you ain't say my name. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, uh, it's so many, so many of my peers who I love and respect. And um, it's just amazing to see how. I, I put up a post right when the pandemic started. I said, you know, let's take this time. 
to regroup, to rest, first of all, because it's the first time a lot of us have really been able to be home right. in a long time. I mean, I, I really enjoyed, you know, just being with my wife for two years, you know, just yes. be able to just kick it. We got to, you know, you know, just rejuvenate our relationship, really get back on, on track, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just, I told him, I said, take this time because once, once everything opens back up, yeah, it's gonna go fast. The calls are gonna come, and I'm talking about you can look at most any major artist out there, and there's a Memphis, you know, musician or singer with them right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just God is just good. Yes, Amen. Now, mm-hmm. other than your gift of music um, performing, I know you're going to continue to teach. Mm-hmm. So that's still going on because I'm about to say, what's next for Daryl Sanford, honey? Other than the Sanford and Son podcast with your father, <laughs> Otis Sanford. They keep putting in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna teach. Uh, trying to figure out which school I'm gonna go to next year, but I'm still gonna teach and uh, I'm still gonna tour. Um, you know, just whatever, whatever God has for me. That's why I'm, 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 I'm taking it. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. sir. Well, you keep on putting that good content out there on social media as well, because we have really been enjoying it, Daryl. Yes, ma'am. I, I, I get that everywhere we go. Man, we love your music, but mm-hmm. them kids though. But you them know. kids though. <laughs> music teacher chronicles. We love little Jordan, the little dude boy. You be doing a little dance with in the morning. That's, you know, it's just, it's just been amazing. Yeah, you got to keep that going, Daryl. I will. Okay, well, I really appreciate you for being my guest today on yes, the Verbally Effective Podcast. It's an honor. Yes, an honor. you this are is, indeed verbally effective. Come on, this is my point of view. My name is, look, Dad, this is my get point of view. It, I'm, get I'm, into I'm, it, get into it. Daryl Sanford, and this is my point of view. <laughs> Just <laughs> like your daddy. Say, Just like him. I don't have that deep, that deep voice. But you, know, you got one, though. Yeah, this is, this is Daryl Sanford, one. and this is, this is my point of view. Can you sing? Huh? Can you sing? Uh, a little bit, but you know. I, I can hear that too. I ain't got to. You ain't got to? No, I, I paid for to do that. I okay, let me, let me sit for... behind my little panel and be in the background. I got you. You got mm-hmm. any final words or any shout outs you, you do want to do before Ooh, we do Shout out to my beautiful, lovely wife, Latarsha Sanford. Shout out to her. She's just graduated. Uh, got her BSN in nursing. Congratulations. So she is right now studying for those nursing boards. Get it, baby. Do your yes. thing, girl. Shout yes. out to the family. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to uh, my mom. And I don't call him my stepdad. He's been in my life since I was 13. Mm-hmm. I call him Big Daddy because he's so cool. Shout out to them. Shout out to my dad and my mama Sanford. Just shout out to everybody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you have indeed made Memphis proud. Thank you. I want to thank you once again for coming on the Verbally Effective Podcast. How can everyone continue to follow your journey? How can they follow you? Uh, You can follow me on uh, on the Book of Face, Facebook, uh, Daryl Sanford. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, D. Lamont Sanford. That's actually my name, too, Daryl Lamont Sanford. Daryl Lamont Sanford. And my grandfather's name was Fred Sanford, too. Oh, wow. Yep. Interesting fact. Yep, come on. Sanford and Son podcast dropping soon. I will be producing it, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it right here <laughs> on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again to another episode. Don't forget, Paw Box 6 is next Saturday, July 8th at Costit Library, 33 South Front Street. All of the Pod Box uh, crew's going to be there. All of the Mid-South podcasters going to be downtown Memphis from 3 to 6. Can't wait. And thanks again for tuning in. Follow that Ina Esco YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you next week. <laughs>